This is the Time of Your Life, brought to you by the Seniors Association Kingston Region, a weekly program to help guide you through the ever-evolving world of health and fitness. Every week we'll have a feature interview, tips on how to stay active physically and mentally, and much, much more. You're listening to the Time of Your Life on CFRC 101.9 FM. A pet, be it a dog or a cat, is a major commitment, but the payback, especially for seniors, makes it all worthwhile, not just for the companionship that comes with animal friends. There is a substantial body of evidence that seniors with pets can be measurably healthier, both physically and mentally. I'm Ken Day, and my guest today on The Time of Your Life is Dr. Jeff Latimer, the founder and owner of the Princess Animal Hospital on Bay Ridge Drive in Kingston. First of all, Dr. Latimer, do you see a lot of seniors with their pets? We do see a lot of seniors. In fact, that's interesting in our business. As the uh, the baby boomers are aging, uh, more and more people who have pets are seniors. Their kids have left home and uh, they're empty nesters. Uh, we see a lot of people in that situation. Some of those people come in Uh, with funny stories to tell about this isn't my pet this is my child's pet and my pet is no longer here I'm just doing them a favor but it's always interesting to see how bonded they are to the pet Uh, there's just as many interesting stories where the people will say my son or daughter went off to university and I'm not letting this pet go it started off being their pet but now they're the ones who are the primary caregivers and receive all the benefits of pet ownership being a bit facetious, the pet then takes the place of the child. Absolutely, in, in a lot of ways. And I'm sure that's partly what um, what makes it so beneficial to have pets when people advance in years because they've gone their whole life being the caregivers. They've had a whole career. They've looked after a family. And now the only physical thing that really depends on them is the pet and to have that when everything else fades away I'm sure is very important psychologically as well as the physical benefits of that. I just wonder uh, do you have people come in and and say oh I'm retired now Um, we'd like to get a pet do you have any recommendations? Yes we do although most of those people have had pets earlier in their lives and sometimes they have pets where they They say, you know, we've had pets all our life. Now I'm retired. We want to be free to travel. We're going to go without a pet. And then a year or two later, they come back in with a new pet. I guess by the time people reach that point in their life, most of them have an idea what they would prefer as a pet, be it dog versus cat or of a dog, what breed of a dog do they want. Maybe they've always wanted a specific breed and didn't have the time or the flexibility to get one. And I suppose uh, a lot of people are quite realistic. They may have always wanted a St. Bernard, but at this point in life, it's probably not really the best idea to have a big dog. Absolutely. Uh, In fact, I was thinking earlier what percentage of seniors, when they need a new pet, get a puppy versus an adult pet. A lot of them do get a puppy, and that's okay as long as they are getting the size that they can handle and know what they're getting in for. And, of course, puppies and kittens uh, can be a handful. They often can. Kittens less so than puppies, 
But again, if, if seniors are out going for a walk three times a day and if they have the uh, desire to treat those puppies the way they want them to behave when they're adults, they can handle that just fine. This may be um, sort of too general a question, but do you find the seniors who um, suddenly acquire a new pet are um, better owners or masters uh, than younger people because they know what they're getting into maybe? Often that is the case, both from a time commitment, they have the time to devote, not just knowing what they're getting into, but also the the means financially if something goes awry. If something unexpected comes up and there's a single working family with three kids that all, there's so much demand on resources these days and the cost of veterinary care can be so high, it's very difficult for young families unless they've planned appropriately and I think it's easier for older people to do that planning. What are the concerns that uh, some seniors have when they come in with their their new pet for the first time? Is is cost a factor for them? Not usually and I, I guess again I'm seeing people who have had pets previously so they have an idea and they've planned for that before they jumped in. One of the big concerns and this is unfortunate and it often keeps people from getting pets one of the big concerns is what happens to this pet if it outlives me? If I'm 80 years old or 75 years old and I want to get a pet that's two years old, there's the significant possibility that I need to make an arrangement for somebody to care for this pet when I no longer can. And that is a tremendous worry that people have. They get as bonded to these pets as they do family members and to think that somebody's going to need to care for this pet when they can't often prevents people from having pets. You think people who own pets, particularly seniors, can be healthier? I do, and I think there's not just the physical exercise component to that, but I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that people now, that there's somebody there that depends on them. And I think that has a huge part in our emotional and physical well-being. If I have to get up and go for a walk because somebody expects it of me and I'm letting them down if I don't do it, it doesn't matter if it's raining anymore. But if I have the choice of not going for a walk until the day is sunnier, it's an awfully easy thing to do to sit on the couch and read the newspaper instead. I think there is documented research stating how much healthier those people are, especially people with heart disease and the exercise component and probably in an unmeasurable way, the desire to be well to take care of their pet. Is there any actual um, documented research about the health benefits of pet ownership? I believe there is. I can't cite it specifically. I haven't read it, but I have heard other people discussing it. So what do you think uh, pets do for people? Physically, I'm sure that people who are spending time with their pets have lower blood pressure, are more relaxed generally, are less physically and emotionally stressed and there's a lot of data to suggest how that plays a part in being overweight on itself in itself without the physical aspects of getting up to go for a walk Um, I just think generally the the feeling that somebody needs me and I have to care for that pet gives me a reason to keep on going and a reason to be happy and that in itself 
turns into all kinds of health benefits. You're listening to The Time of Your Life on CFRC 101.9 FM. My guest is Dr. Jeff Latimer of the Princess Animal Hospital. You were talking about the health benefits of uh, pets and the feeling by pet owners that somebody needs me. But the payback has to be immeasurable. The, the cat hops up on your lap and purrs and the dog wants a belly rub. Psychologically, that must be a major factor as well. One time I heard somebody speaking on CBC about um, an interview with somebody that studied sleep apnea. And he was commenting on the fact that when they're working with somebody, the first thing they do is make sure that they have a quiet, uninterrupted place to sleep. And that often means going to sleep in a room by themselves. And the comment that he was making that if he tells somebody that they should spend a month sleeping on their own without their spouse, people will agree to do it. If he tells them to spend a month sleeping without their pet on the bed, people will refuse to do it. And I I thought that speaks highly to how strong that bond is and how much of an emotional benefit or perceived benefit there is And I'm sure whether it's perceived or real, it becomes real if it's that strongly perceived. You won't give up the pet. That's right. People and pets age. Um, Is that a factor as well? When the pet starts getting older, the pet has to be in, in as good a medical condition as possible? And physical. Yes, absolutely. As pets live longer now than they used to, Uh, We see more geriatric illnesses, and often those illnesses are things that their pet owners are dealing with as well. Obesity, arthritis. um, We're talking to people who understand what we're talking about when we start mentioning that to pet owners who are senior themselves with senior pets. So um, your pet has, has arthritis, but so do I, so I understand a little better what the issues are. That's right, and sometimes pets are on the same medications as humans are, and and they understand the need to monitor blood for side effects and so on because their doctors are doing it with them. Is obesity an issue in general with pets these days? Unfortunately, it is. Uh, Some of that comes from our lifestyle and not keeping the pets as active as they need to be. Some of it comes from how we as humans choose to show dogs that we love them and often that's by feeding them so it's easy to feed them too much and it's easy to feed them things that they like as opposed to things that are good for them Um, the same kind of reason that it's easy for us to see obese teenagers it's a it's easy for us to see obese pets but i guess uh going back to that comment about arthritis if your diet has changed because of your age and perhaps you're a little overweight, then you could understand as well the same applies to your pet. Absolutely. And understanding is nine-tenths of the emotional buy-in that we need to help that pet. If, If the owners understand what we're going through, often it's easier for us to convince them to make the diet change, to increase the activity, to for them to understand that the more active we keep the pet the less those hips are going to hurt. How easy is it to keep some of these pets active, given that the seniors themselves may not be that active? It is a challenge, but there's just as much of a challenge in young families that are driving to six hockey games a weekend, and I think the understanding of the senior people and the motivation uh, 
there makes it not a more significant problem than it is in the younger families. Interestingly enough, we also have some clients who have adult children in the same community, and that can really work well to provide quality of life for both the younger family and the senior population because they can share a pet. We have a handful of clients where when they get up to drop the kids off at daycare, they drop the pet off at grandpa and grandma's for the day. And that's just a win-win for the family, not feeling guilty about how little time they're spending with their pet. It's a win for the seniors because they get somebody coming to visit that depends on them. It's a benefit for the seniors because they're helping out their adult child. It's just a really successful scenario that makes everybody happy. Well, I guess that's the key, isn't it? Keeping everybody happy, really. So if we follow up on that a little bit, one comment I did read um, recently was that loneliness is a factor for a lot of seniors. Um, they don't, their, their circle of friends may be shrinking, but one great way to start a conversation is to take your dog for a walk around the block because invariably it seems like 50% of the people you run into will stop and talk about the dog. Absolutely. Just ask any of the male men or male women who always have a pocket full of treats to give to all the dogs, and they'll know all the names of all the dogs in the neighborhood more so than they do the, the humans. Yeah, so you relate the, uh, the address to the dog that lives there as opposed to the actual occupants. That's right. Come back again and uh, talk a bit, if you can, about some of the, the health benefits for seniors of owning a pet, because we discussed earlier before the, the interview began some of the things that you sort of believe. Well, I, I do believe that there is an emotional benefit. I also believe there are physical benefits in terms of helping to reduce blood pressure, um, coronary heart disease. I think there's been well-researched benefits of uh, not just the exercise associated with it, but the emotional benefits of having someone there who depends on you. There was a study done that I heard someone speaking about. I can't speak directly to the reporter. I don't know the author, but... They had done a study comparing the survival rates of people with pets versus placebo effect, and the people with pets outlived the placebos, and they also outlived some of the people on heart medications. Given that you're a vet, does that surprise you at all? No, it doesn't. But then again, I've spent my whole life with pets and working with people who have pets. And I would presume that down the road, you're probably going to be seeing more seniors because the population in general is aging. Absolutely. And there is a lot of work going into, from the veterinary industry, about how we can make things more affordable, how we can make things more budgetable, and how we can keep it easier for people that have pet ownership longer in their life. And just to sum up, uh, when you see someone, who a senior who comes in with a new pet, and then you see them, you know, for the next year and the year after that. Can you notice a change in the, in the human part of the equation? Sometimes, sometimes for the benefit of with people who haven't had pets and um, or who have gone for a few years without pets, and then they come in with pets again. Uh, there's just a noticeable overall happiness about them, and that often, I'm sure, physically is a benefit. If someone were to ask you, I'd like to get a pet. I'm in my senior years. Should I get a dog or a cat? What's your answer? 
I'd ask them what kind of pets they've had before, if they've had any. I would make sure that they've investigated the possibility of allergic reactions, make sure that they don't have allergies to one or the other. Humane Society can be very helpful with that because often they are looking for people to adopt pets and foster pets for the short term. And that gives you a chance to get to know different pets, uh, different species of pet to find out if there is an allergic problem. And I would direct them, I would have a conversation with them about how much activity they want and can do, and also the life expectancy. The larger breed dogs sometimes don't require more exercise than smaller terrier type dogs, and that smaller terrier might live to be 18, whereas the large breed dog might live to be 9 or 10. I guess that was a roundabout way of asking you if you're a dog or a cat person. (laughs) I don't think there's any such thing. Sometimes you can be a dog person, and you can think you're a dog person, and you can be raised with dogs and think you're a dog person until a cat wanders into your life, and then you realize you're both. Dr. Latimer, thank you very much. Oh, my pleasure. Jeff Latimer is the owner of the Princess Animal Hospital in Kingston. You can check out his website at princessanimalhospital.com. Here are a couple of health issues about seniors and pets. Seniors with dogs go to the doctor less. Pet owners have fewer minor health issues, better psychological well-being, and higher one-year survival rates following coronary heart disease. And most important of all, pets encourage playfulness, exercise, and laughter. I'm Ken Day. This is the time of your life. You have been listening to The Time of Your Life, presented by the Seniors Association Kingston Region on CFRC 101.9 FM. For 40 years now, the association has been keeping seniors busy with scores of programs and activities at the Senior Center on Francis Street. If you have any comments, suggestions, or story ideas, or if you'd like to volunteer, contact the Senior Center at 613-548-7810 or by email, programs at seniorskingston.ca. The Time of Your Life is produced for CFRC 101.9 FM by volunteers on behalf of the Seniors Association Kingston Region. This podcast is produced in collaboration with CFRC.ca in Kingston, Ontario. CFRC is located on traditional Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee territory. Infrastructure support for the CFRC podcast project is provided by Queen's University's Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences. For more information or to get involved in podcasting, visit podcasts.cfrc.ca.